Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Good morning, uh, Kathy. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I am doing great. How about you? Good. Yeah, today's uh, Wednesday, uh, so we're excited as we continue our discussions about discerning God's will, uh, and we've really had a great uh, sharing about that in terms of uh, as we uh, look at uh, human wisdom mm-hmm. uh, versus God's wisdom. Uh, and uh, actually, I was on a, a discipling call this morning with a group of uh, C12 uh, leaders. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah. And they came up about wisdom and uh, understanding uh, God's uh, will. <laughs> uh, and they they were trying to really uh, get deeper into how how do they make sure that they follow what we talked about last time, which is not to focus on what we know and our great ideas mm-hmm. uh, by doing pros and cons and uh, I guess I should and it makes mm-hmm. it makes sense to do this logically, uh, but rather uh, that you take the time to stop and listen because he said on Isaiah as we said God's waiting for you to surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wait for to hear and get clarity about his will. And he said, the way I'll do it is to speak and give you insight, give you my, my words uh, that you listen and pay more attention to those mm-hmm. than you do what you think is a good idea. And as they, they ask about specifics, okay, well, how does that work? Um, we talked about it's, it's, it happens step by step. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always based on what do you know now and what's the truth now and how do you process that truth now? And I think I think I use this example of uh, in our company, you know, getting uh, having God switch uh, attorneys. Yeah, uh, you did share that. That um, and they and I use that as an example with them. And they said, well, if you had that experience with that attorney, wouldn't the answer automatically be to fire him and get somebody else? And I, and I said, no, not necessarily. Uh, it's, it's start with, and this is, to me, this is the beauty and the fun of walking with God because he, he's got interesting, he's got interesting answers. Um, right. And we get to discover him because he said we'll get to tell him. So that um, the way we started, like in a situation like that, when we, we noticed, wait a second, this bill seems too high mm-hmm. and we're not getting anywhere. Um, and again, it's a spiritual uh, insight that God is making. Again, this is what you and I talked about is checking your spirit. Right. Um, and the checking the spirit, as we looked at that, was just, wait a second, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is right. Um, God, would you show us, you know, what to do now? What, how do we view this? And with that checking, the first thing we did was we got together and our, our leadership group is, is uh, believers and understand what it means to walk with God and hear God's voice. And so we, we got together and said, you know, do you see what I'm saying? If this isn't right, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this isn't right. Okay, let's, let's, let's pray about this and let's see what do we understand about it? Mm-hmm. And what came to us is, oh, this guy is milking the hours. Right. And what he's doing to milk the hours is actually to prolong the activity with these state boards mm-hmm. so that he could work more hours, ultimately resolve it, but in the meantime, tell us, oh, yeah, you got a problem, you got a problem, you got a problem, and I got to do all this stuff. And we said, oh, okay, now we see that. Okay, uh, Father, what would you have us say about that? 
-hmm. what would you do about that? What do you have to say about that? Um, the answer could have been, well, just get with them, renegotiate the bill, and ask him to be much more faithful mm -hmm. in what he's doing. Uh, that would have been okay. That would have been an answer. And God said, no, this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> um, you got to switch. And by the way, um, it didn't like, okay, got it. We're going to go fire him and we'll go. F and he said, hold on, hold on. Uh, you got to do this well. Mm -hmm. He is involved right now in the middle of a couple of situations. You can't just terminate him because you'll lose the important stuff. So let me, let me help you do it well. Mm -hmm. uh, so the truth was, okay, there's something not right. As we uh, heard God's will, it's, yes, let me show you what is going on. Now mm -hmm. you understand it. Okay, now what? Well, this isn't a good guy. You need to go find somebody else. But let me do it. Let me right. guide you to it. Don't you go, go do it on your own. Okay. Um, go, and he said, go into an ask, seek, and knock mode, which we're going you know, mm -hmm. to continue to talk about, and uh, go seek it. So we, we went, and we uh, talked to people. Uh, there's people out there that do this work, and we got up on the phone, talked to them, had a conference. Uh, at the end of those conferences, our, our team was, eh, the, it was okay, but it wasn't great. That, mm -hmm. guy, that guy's not great yet. I don't think that's God's will. God said, yeah, it's not, it's not me yet. But you're learning how to ask better questions. Right. Um, and get answers. Because you, uh, this is what I'm teaching you through the ask, seek, and knock mode. Okay. Um, what do we do? You know, to keep looking, keep looking. And then we got that, uh, you know, that guy that said, hey, by the way, my wife <laughs> met, this, met this guy. And he, he's evidently working in your field. Mm-hmm. Call that guy. Okay, you know, and so we called that guy and then through the process of due diligence, verification, confirmation, reference checking, it turned out to be the right guy. Right. Uh, and guy said, let me, let me deliver to you my answer, which I already know. And mm -hmm. all you gotta do is, is listen. And then see what we spent more time listening than we did trying to analyze it. Yeah. And what you're saying right there, I think that probably, if I'm not mistaken, I imagine that's the hardest part for particularly that C12 group that you're talking yeah. to, <laughs> you know, when you've got a bunch of type A CEOs and as a type A person, I can say this without, <laughs> without, uh, with firsthand knowledge, it's really easy to just want to get something done. Right. It takes real intentionality to step back and actually wait and listen first rather than just do what you know to do to get results and move on to the next thing right right and to take it uh step by step and again the reasons mm -hmm. are that god's putting together a timing of it and get and arranging things we'll see this in a second uh arranging things in order on, on all sides and then um it keeps us in that relationship mm -hmm. which is his joy and any and, and ours too and ours too because and that's <laughs> yeah. and that's how we looked at it as we we're looking for this attorney it's like well we know this god said they already know the answer mm -hmm. we believe it god you got to get us to the right person let's go um this ought to be fun this ought to be interesting mm -hmm. and and there wasn't any rush well we got to we got to we got to he said no you don't relax Walk with me, understand each step, and you'll get there. I'll get you there at the right time, and you'll find it joyful the whole time. Mm. And that's the difference, uh, is that you look at things differently. And these guys on the, on the call this morning, they had a lot of difficult scenarios. Right. Um, and they were looking at it as, I got to fix this problem. I got to fix this problem, and woe is me, and oh my, and I wish I didn't have it, and how come? Mm -hmm. And I said, well... Why don't you look at it completely differently? First of all, as we've talked about, in the world, you're going to have what? Trouble. <laughs> you're going to have trouble. <laughs> uh, so don't believe as a believer that you're exempt from that. He said, mm -hmm. no, you're walking in, in the kingdom of the enemy. You're going to have trouble. So in that trouble, start identifying, okay, here's the issue. Now start processing it. What I recommend is they put them on a separate page mm -hmm. and start with, well, what do we know to be true? 
or what's the right. question we have like we did with wait a second something's not right here could we let's go understand that what mm -hmm. isn't right and then as we processed it and talked about it it's like god said do you see what he's doing ah i do we do mm -hmm. okay based upon that ask me the next question what should we do now what do you want to do now he's not a good guy uh, no, I don't want you to renegotiate. I don't want you to keep him on. You go, go to find somebody else. Okay, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. First of all, I said, relax. <laughs> um, let's take it step at a time. And don't terminate him until you get the other guy lined up. Because mm -hmm. uh, you, you're going to need him to transfer some information. And you got to do that right. well. And you can end this well, even, even when you do that. You, know, you can do that with honor and respect. And uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And you're not going to be able to go back and recover it, but mm -hmm. going forward, you know, I'll show you this. Okay. Uh, and so the joy is experiencing that uh, during the time you're asking for the resolution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that's the fun of it. Uh, and we have a, we have a verse, uh, actually a situation. This is Paul when he became a believer and Ananias uh, that uh, we could understand how God does this piece by piece by piece. So mm -hmm. uh, if you would read that, Kathy, uh, Acts 9, this is the conversion of Saul, and then how uh, the role that Ananias plays in it. So go ahead and read that, Acts 9, uh, 1 to 19. Excellent. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul arose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias? And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying, and he has seen a vision, seen in a vision, a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying hands, his hands on him, he said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taking food, he was strengthened. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool story. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, we know, um, yeah, and most believers know that, you know, Saul was a Pharisee. Mm -hmm. um, he was standing at the uh, stoning of Stephen. Right. Uh, and in uh, part of that, uh, effort of, as far as he was concerned, uh, Jesus was an was called anathema. In other words, this isn't right that Jesus is saying he's God and there's a new mm -hmm. way. The Jews have the way, and we Pharisees have the way, and um, I'm going to chase him down. So, so right. and he truly thought he was doing good in that. Yeah, he that, did. Yeah he, yeah, he thought he was absolutely doing good, and. Most of the Pharisees, it was like, well, if I encounter him, you know, I'll, I'll try to speak against it and I'll try to get my people not to follow him. And, mm -hmm. you know, but, but Saul said, I'm going after him. Right. Um, 
and I'm going to get I'm going to capture them all and either get them killed or get them shut down but I'm I personally got Paul Saul said I'm going to personally go after him so he goes to the high priest and remember Jerusalem is south of Damascus Damascus is mm-hmm. in Lebanon north of Israel okay. so this is a you know on it would be at least a 10, 10 to 14 day journey. Mm. Uh, Jesus spent most of his time in Galilee, which okay. is just south of Lebanon, north of Jerusalem, south of Lebanon. So uh, when Jesus went to the feast back and forth, it took him a week mm-hmm. to, to walk. Uh, you know, with the horses and the donkeys, et cetera, and, and go, uh, go, you know, and they did a caravan and they walked. So that, when, uh, remember the story when Jesus was a boy? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were walking home from the feast from Jerusalem to Galilee, Nazareth, and they're a couple days out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, have you seen Jesus? No. You know, <laughs> I thought you had him. No. I, uh, and again, it was, it wasn't negligence because at the age 12, at that, at that era, um, that was in essence a, an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would be like you with Joshua, your son Joshua. Um, if you went on a trip, you aren't focusing on is he, is he with us. Right. Uh, you're not really taking responsibility for that per se. Uh, so it wasn't really negligence, but it was, uh-oh, <laughs> he's not with us. Uh, we got to go mm-hmm. get him. So they had to walk back, you know, and get him. So Saul is saying, I'm, I'm going to march up to Damascus. And anybody that I encounter is following Christ called the way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to capture him. And, and he went to the high priest. Do I have your permission? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. He's on his way. So he's on his way to Damascus. So he's somewhere in between Jerusalem and Damascus. Um, and, and guess who appears to him? Jesus. Yeah. He physically appeared to him, um, which was a surprise, surprise to Saul. <laughs> um, and Jesus starts. Now, by the way, um, and this is, this is uh, important, the group that he's with, does not see Jesus. Right. It says they heard his voice, though. They heard his voice. Correct. Yeah. But, but Saul is who saw him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's personal, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he appears to Saul, um, and he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, he, and he says, you know, you're, what you're doing is, is wrong, and I am the truth, and I'm demonstrating to you that I have been resurrected, mm-hmm. and I can now appear to you. Now, by the way, um, this is after what's called the ascension. Right. So it's not even during the time that Jesus was erect, resurrected and then walking around Jerusalem where people saw him. Mm-hmm. He was ascended. Because there were, like, there were like 40 days that he did 40, walk around. 40, 40 correct? days. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, by the way, after that is Pentecost. Right. Uh, the, where, the, where the Spirit came. Uh, so um, it's not then. It's way after that. Mm-hmm. And he, so he appears and, and, and shows up to Saul. <laughs> uh, and... Saul immediately, interesting enough, got it. Mm-hmm. And he, he makes this interesting statement that characterized Paul's life. What would you have me do now? Mm. And he makes that statement. Okay, Lord, if, you're, if this is real and you're who you say you are, what would you have me do? Mm-hmm. That, was, that was an immediate heart issue. Of Paul, who's think about so bent on oppressing everything about Christianity, mm-hmm. and in one moment he f- completely flips and says, "And full heart surrender." There, what would you have me do? And and yeah. that became his byline throughout mm-hmm. the rest of his life. Is 
Now what? Mm. Father, what would you have me do now? What would you have me do now? What is it now? And he called himself when he writes the books, um, a bond servant. You know that word, bond servant. Yes, yes, doulas. Uh, the doulas. <laughs> he says, I'm a doulas mm-hmm. of Christ Jesus. That's how mm-hmm. he described himself. Um, I'm a servant. I've, sur- I've, I've learned what it means to surrender my will. Now, by the way, he wasn't mm-hmm. perfect, and we, we have examples of that. But uh, what do you have me do? He said, well, go into the city and go to this place and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, don't eat and drink anything. Um, and I'm going to blind you. Mm-hmm. And you. But I'll take care of it uh, later. Somebody's going to come and give you instruction and lay hands on you. Wait for that to happen. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, just take that by itself. Saul says to Christ, what is your will? Mm-hmm. What would you have me do? What's your will? What, what, well, how did Christ answer him? He gave him instruction. What, what kind of instruction? How detailed were those instructions? Oh, very detailed. He told him where to go, what to do, who to wait for. <laughs> yeah. So as uh, remember, we're, we're talking about the spirit guiding us mm-hmm. with his answers, which are very, very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't say to Saul, well, go in, go in and I hope it works out for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, figure it all out. Uh, maybe maybe this will happen. He says, no, you've asked me what, what, what you want me to do. I'm telling mm-hmm. you what I want you to do. Go to the city. Go to this place. You're going to be blinded. Don't eat or drink. Uh, wait for this person to come, and then he'll tell you what to do next, and he'll release you. And Saul says, what? Oh, he... he says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, got it. Um, he's going. So he says, all right, and he goes, um, and he follows exactly what God says. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Saul didn't figure that out on his own. He didn't say, I hope I, hope I, can, I can, you know, maybe decide what to do next, and I hope you bless my plan. Mm-hmm. He just said, well, what, what's your plan? Right. And, and God gave it to him by what? Speaking it to him. That's the only way he could do it. Right. Here's the answer. Okay. Um, and by the way, um, at the moment, he didn't have anything more to say to him. Now think about if, if we had just experienced somebody who is a, uh, let's say, a strong atheist. Right. And, and he comes across your path and uh, uh, you have the opportunity to witness to him and you do. And he says, hallelujah. See, what we would do is, okay, let me tell you the whole thing. Let me mm-hmm. explain the whole thing to you. And Jesus, see, and, and this is why we under, have to understand God's will. He's working a couple sides of it, but the timing of what God does next is really important, and it's 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 process. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a process to it, so that we would tend to say, "Well, just why, why don't you just tell him the whole thing? Why don't you just explain who you are, what you want him to do, what the aspect of it is, uh, what it means to be saved, uh, get him baptized? Why don't you just do all that right there?" Well, God says, because I, I have a different way of doing it. It's, it's a, there's a process to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lining things up. There's timing. I'm going to use other people. Uh, let me help you with that. Uh, so Saul says, okay. All right. So he goes. Ananias, and now we flip the next scene. Right. We, we see Ananias. Ananias uh, is a current disciple, follower of Christ. He's used to hearing the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's abiding. He's learning. He knows what it means to be in the word. He knows what it means to be directed. He knows what it means for, for God to give him his will. He's learned this. By the way, how did he learn it? Think about it. Now, he wasn't, he wasn't a, 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 an original disciple. He, he came and he received Christ through uh, Peter's um, message at Pentecost. Mm-hmm. 
So he was probably one of the 3,000 or, or came to the groups uh, as the groups developed. Right. So he's just somebody that uh, came, received the truth, and now learned how to abide. Right. And how to hear God's voice. Okay, so he's, he's abiding. And Jesus, uh, God, the Father, calls out and says, Ananias. His response was, here I am, Lord. In other right. words, he's used to God speaking to him. Right. Um, Didn't even question that it wasn't him. You know, yeah. it was, oh, yeah. What would you like to say, God? Yeah. See, Paul saw when he heard, he said, who's that? Right. Well, he didn't know. He doesn't know God yet. Doesn't know Christ yet. Mm-hmm. Ananias does. Ananias. Now, by the way, uh, this is how his will goes. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed toward us personally. So it's not, hey, anybody out there listening? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I'm speaking to you, son. Ananias, I have something that I, I need to give you uh, insight about. Um, so I'm going to speak to you, Ananias. Here I am, Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Saul has met Christ on the way to Damascus, and I want you to go into the city, go to this street called Straight, <laughs> go to this house, and when he's there, I want you to lay hands on him, and his eyes will be uh, opened up and then baptize him mm-hmm. and guide him. Okay, so uh, now Ananias heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was Ananias' response to that instruction? He, he had a legitimate question, but yeah. do you know who this guy is? Yeah. I've seen what he's done. <laughs> he says, I hear you right. <laughs> he says, uh, in essence, no, I really don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> do you know who you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Saul is trying to kill us all. And you want me to go to him personally and let him capture me? Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you're saying? That doesn't. It, in other words, it didn't make sense to me. Anna right. Said. Um said, "I heard your instruction." Uh, he stays in dialogue, and and this is a beautiful thing. He says, "This instruction doesn't make sense, and it seems to me." If mm-hmm. I do this, I'm going to be harmed by this. I'd, right. rather, I'd rather not do this. Uh, now, a couple things. Uh, does God mind that you have a question about the instruction? Absolutely not. No. Uh, particularly when the instruction, and, and it happens all the time, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you, you know, uh, I, w- I had this situation where um, I think I was describing this, where I had this, this guy at, at our house that wasn't, you know, that wasn't keeping honest hours. Uh, and, uh, you know, I wanted to pursue it. Uh, you know, and I don't want to pay him what he's owed, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'm kind of moving in that direction. And the guy said, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm setting this straight. And he said, no. What I want you to do is go to forgiveness. I want you to completely forget it, and I'll go to the next guy. Yes, you you spent more than you should, but I'll make it up to you. Mm. Okay, well, on the surface, that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, but um, right. God, wouldn't you rather, you know, what shouldn't I do this? Or, you know, what about him having this done for other people? He said, I'm not asking you to be responsible for that. Don't worry. It's going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Justice will be served. My instruction to you is to do this, this, and this, even though it doesn't make sense to you. And, mm-hmm. and even at that moment, uh, you go into dialogue with God. And he said, he said, well, I welcome that. I'm glad, Ananias, that you challenged this. Mm-hmm. Let, let, me, let me confirm something for you. I understand okay. what you're saying. Yes, I want you to go. Yes, he's been converted. Yes, and by the way, and this is cool, he told Ananias the first thing that's ever been told. He's going to go to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody had heard that before. 
Uh, Ananias was the first one to hear it. Oh, that's so cool, right? I'm going to give you a little insight here. Don't worry. He's going to have plenty of hardship that he'll have to to deal with. You know, don't worry about that. Uh, Yes, I'm confirming. I understand what your, your question is. I understand you have an issue. I'm going to confirm to you uh, exactly what I want you to do. And mm-hmm. yes, it's me. Yes, you, I'm confirming it's me. It doesn't make sense, but this is my instruction. Are you willing to go? And, and, and I said, okay, I've received it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for uh, clarifying that. Yes, I'll go. Um, okay, he goes. Now, um, when he goes, and this is, this is a really cool, he um, says to Saul, I understand that you met Christ on the way, and this is what happened, and this is how it went. Um, okay, now think about that. Um, he knew all about it mm-hmm. by the time he got there. Right. So what did Ananias do as he said, okay, I got my instruction. He asked God another question. Mm-hmm. Could you, could you help me understand exactly what happened? Right. Uh, so he clearly stayed in conversation with God over all of it. Yeah. And so now he's on his way. But he said, uh, okay, exactly what did happen? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he was on his way to Damascus. Uh, Jesus appeared to him. He said, who are you? Here's what happened. Here's how it went. Um, he's, he's, by the way, he's blinded. Uh, he hasn't eaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's all about it. So uh, legitimately, Ananias said within this instruction, could you help me understand a little bit more about it? Mm-hmm. Sure. So that like an, an example we gave to the attorney is, uh, okay, something's not right about this. We could have just said, well, just tell us what to do and we'll go do it. We We first of all said, could you tell us more about this? Mm-hmm. What's really going on here? Why is this person doing this? Uh, interesting enough, uh, the money wasn't the biggest issue. The issue was <laughs> that he wasn't resolving the, 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 the thing that was going on with the board. By the way, they could have been resolved by a dinner, which is what we wound up doing. So, oh, interesting. So could you, could you help us understand that? See, and... As you're, as you're understanding God's will, just like it happened with Ananias, he went and said, tell me more about this. How did mm-hmm. that work? Well, then what happened? What did Paul do then? What did Saul do then? Uh, what is Christ, uh, what's his purpose here? What's he going to do? Uh, this is it. And so he goes, fulfills it, and he comes to Saul. Now, God had told Saul, a man by the name of Ananias is coming to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ananias shows up, lays hands on him. He, he, he sees the scales fall off his eyes. He skis. You can get up and eat again. Uh, let's go. Let's get going. Uh, okay, now, as we back up a step and look at the whole process, uh, God worked both sides of the deal. Right. He told Saul... Ananias is going to come, you wait. He told Ananias, you go to this place and lay hands on Saul. Mm-hmm. He needed both parties right. to do it. Okay, now, when we look at it, we say, well, you could have done it more directly. <laughs> um, why didn't you just do this with Saul and, and get it all done? Uh, and he said, well, not only did I have a will for Saul, mm-hmm. I have a will for Ananias. What, what do you, as you understand that story, what would you say was one of the most beautiful things that happened for Ananias personally? Ananias got a front row seat to seeing grace distributed so that mm. then he could also replicate that and, and, and give grace to others as he grew and learned what that looked like. Right. So that there, there would be no prejudice Right. Well, yeah, but that person doesn't deserve it. Or, hey, wait a minute, that person Mm -hmm. probably, you know, wait a second. You mean even a guy like Saul can be converted? Yes. Right. Uh, Even though this is what he's done? Yes. Um, And by the way, Ananias grew in his following God's will. 
Right, right. Because he was asked to do fact, something that didn't make any sense to him, probably for the first know, time. Yeah, I was going to say, and in fact, I think in those type situations, I know for myself, when I look back um, at, at growing up, um, I grew up in, in a very Baptist background and, um, and really I had very distinct vision of how things should look and how people should behave and all of that, if they were truly following God. And until I made some really bad choices in college, to be honest with you, I don't think I fully understood the depth of grace and what mercy is. And until I really saw myself and through those eyes, I couldn't give grace and mercy to others as right, well either. Right. And so I can see, I could see Ananias being in that same place, really God just deepening that relationship with him and letting him see more clearly who he is even so that he could then be a minister of grace and mercy. Right. Uh, and so he, and he deepened in his understanding of following God's will, mm -hmm. uh, of hearing from God listening. It's very detailed. Um, yes, this is what I want you to do. This is what's going to happen. Um, even though it doesn't make sense to you and it's okay that you're, you're, uh, processing that with me, mm -hmm. but I am, this is my will and I want you to follow it. Uh, there's a purpose to it because uh, by the right. way, because he worked both sides of the deal, I need you Ananias <laughs> to fill your side of it. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's what we got to look at is that, uh, God's will we tend to think of it, well, it's just about me. Mm -hmm. He said, well, actually, Ananias, this isn't about you at all, but I need you to fulfill it as your piece of the, of the puzzle, and I'm doing something mm -hmm. in your life by, at the same time. Uh, right. And so we do. Okay, so then he does. Um, Saul then has his eyes, uh, uh, you know, uh, they, and they takes him back to, uh, Ananias takes him back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, and he introduces them, uh, and the disciples' first reaction was, no way, mm -hmm. no way are we going to accept this guy into our community. He's trying to kill us all and capture us all. Um, well, a guy by the name of Barnabas, mm -hmm. uh, who's a businessman, by the way, um, God says to Barnabas, Go make friends with Saul. Go spend time with Saul and learn all about it because I need you to help the disciples understand what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Barnabas goes and visits with Saul. Um, and, we, and we read that Barnabas took Saul to the disciples and Barnabas was the spokesman. Yeah, he really vouched for him, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, says, God has, God has, God has. This is what happened. This is what God says. This is what where he's at. He's a, he's a believer now. And here's all the things that have happened. Here's how it, how it worked. And yes, um, we are to receive him. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, again, how did that happen? God, God spoke it God to him. God spoke it to Barnabas. And yeah. Barnabas went and spent time with Saul. Hey, what happened? <laughs> How did it work? What's your perspective on this? What, what, uh, oh, Ananias came and oh, okay. And uh, he went through the whole thing, fulfilling God's will for Barnabas so that Saul could be accepted mm -hmm. uh, by the disciples. Uh, and they it's were. Interesting. The story you're sharing, it just over and over blows the lid off this way of thinking that we tend to have, um, that God just speaks in broad general terms. And then we have to figure out how to apply that right. because none of these experiences with God were, were less than very detailed and specific as they walked with him. Exactly. Very, very specific. And that's what, uh, this is why it goes back to Isaiah 30, uh, is mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, turn right, turn left. I'll tell you very, mm -hmm. very specifically as it applies to your situation. Right. Because I got to get you like, like with, with the attorney. Well, we had to get to the right guy. It was very specific. Okay. I brought this guy to this lady, called that guy, and now pursued that guy. 
Um, so why do you think we struggle with that so much? Because I think what you're hitting on right now is probably one of the hardest things for people to get their head around when it comes to discerning God's will is we do feel safe somehow in the broad rather than going into the specific where truly the blessing and the discernment is. Yeah. But, but why do we do that? What, well, the, there's two <laughs> and reasons. how do we get out of that? Yeah, there's two reasons. And that is that, um, in our culture, uh, we don't see very many people having that ability and having it actually be real. Mm -hmm. uh, a few people, uh, what I call it the fringe, say they hear from God. Right. But it's always strange stuff. Um, and, and we see the hypocrisy of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like... Well, people that claim they hear from God, and it's always strange, weird mm -hmm. stuff that, and, and it doesn't seem to pan out for them either. Right. That seems uh, hypocrisy. So I doubt that. Uh, so because we don't have very many examples, we're kind of stuck with the human uh, uh, approach, which is, I guess mm -hmm. I got to figure this out myself. Uh, right. All right. Then. Uh, that's what we're all about. Uh, we keep inviting people. Um, mm -hmm. Linda and I have, uh, over the next, uh, uh, starting in October, we have five retreats in a row of people that have a heart to hear and learn this because we can talk to them. You can talk to them. Other people mm -hmm. can talk to them. Well, it's real. We, we hear this. I, 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 can give right. you, I can give you a life example. It's real. It really does work. Uh, okay, I'd like to learn that. Okay, now, the second part of it, and here's the difficulty, is um, when I learn this, how do I know it's mm -hmm. God, it's not the enemy, it's not me, and it's, uh, did I think of that? Was that my idea? Right. And aren't I left up to that anyway? Mm -hmm. uh, no, uh, that's what we say is, uh, Jesus said in John 10, my sheep hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And they respond to me, not a stranger. Okay, now, how does that work? Taking time right. to keep listening, processing, understanding. This is my voice. I'm giving you confirmation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm checking you. Uh, I'm giving you instruction. Right. Uh, and, you're, and you're learning it so that... Uh, and that processing in a community also helps in a community just to confirm that. Yes. Really, and we talked about that with the C12 guys today is, yeah. hey, don't, don't try to figure this out yourself. You know, let mm -hmm. uh, Dave Duncan and I are on the call together. Hey, let Dave and I right. process with you. Tell us what, you, what you're facing. We can help, help you hear mm -hmm. the answers. Um, and you start to hear it. And here's the cool thing. And this is what uh, is so fun. Um, and this is true of all the leaders you experienced it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, there's always this moment where you wonder as you're starting to mm -hmm. do this and give this away. Are they really going to hear God's voice? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a question. It's like, what if they don't? You know, and what if they don't hear God's voice? Aren't they going to be? Aren't they going to reject all this? And now here's what's really cool, um, and it's universal is that if they have a heart to go and you're willing to walk alongside of them, God speaks right. and they hear it. And right. it's remarkable. I had, I had a group of, uh, <laughs> I had a group of executives who were high up in the Catholic church. Um, uh, and their modus operandi was they didn't really spend any time in the Bible at all. Mm -hmm. It was the church just gave us, each week, what we're supposed to read and hear, and we did. We didn't spend any personal time. They didn't even know the Bible. Like I'd say, turn mm -hmm. to Luke, and they'd say, "Where's that?" You know, who was Luke? Right. Okay, so I well, okay, we well, have to talk about it. So we get as a group, and they have a heart because because one of their guys had come to a retreat mm -hmm. and learned how to hear from God, and they said, "Well, if he can learn it, we can learn it. We then we learn can it. too." <laughs> so we said, "Let's let's go learn it." Uh, so they start, and, and within, a, within a few weeks, guys are like, they're, uh, this is in Chicago, they're taking the train to work from the suburb, 
And they said, you won't believe what happened. I had this question about God and God gave me this great answer and he talked to mm -hmm. me and he gave me, you know, and that's what happens is that right. you start to learn it. And as you practice that, you understand uh, the difference between, uh, you know, my voice and God's voice, because he said, I'm going to give you a process so that you can have confirmation mm -hmm. that it's me. Right. Um, and by the way, you won't, you'll, as a human with a sinful nature, you're never going to get perfect at this. Mm -hmm. Just learn how to process it until what? You get clarity. Right. And stay with so I'll me share, until you get it. I'll Go share a, a fun, simple one this week. You know, I've been sharing on here. Um, the journey that we're going on with Anna abiding on yeah. where she's going to be going to, to college next year. And um, so Friday night, our church had an amazing worship night. It was just such a sweet night. And Anna brought um, a friend with her too. And we were just enjoying that time together. But as we were worshiping, um, one of the leaders, Travis, um, was just speaking in between one of the songs. And honestly, I don't remember anything he said during that time, except almost like it was just amplified. At one point he said, Emmanuel, God with us. And that <laughs> echoed in my head as so much so that, like I said, I really almost tuned out to everything else. And my, my spirit just quickened. And I'm like, I felt like God was saying, did you hear that? Even in the name, I want to give you assurance that Emmanuel is, you know, if not the choice, it is at least a very solid choice right now that I am showing you, I am in this, I am with her in this as her heart is drawn to this place right now. Mm. And so I made a mental note of that. And then the next morning, um, when we got a chance to talk, I was like, I just had to, I just wanted to pull you aside and say, you know, did you hear this? And this is where the community comes in. And I'm like, and she's like, did I hear what? I was like, Travis last night, when he said this, it's, it's all I heard in this one segment was Emmanuel, God with us. And she started laughing. She's like, I didn't even notice it last night. However, last week at church, he said it three times and I wrote in my journal, <laughs> Emmanuel, God with us. And, and then she wrote, you know, is this you confirming or am I, or am I putting highlight to this? So then the fact that the very next week, God highlighted me, had me speak it to her was confirmation that yes. was answering her question. Yeah. And so that's a simple way, but that community, it's so important. And she had not even shared that with me the week before, because she was still questioning if that was really, you know, she's like, did I really hear that? Or am I just, you know, right, whatever. So it, it was cool just to see him flesh that out one more step along the process. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you look at the story of Ananias and Saul is I'm confirming it to Saul. I'm confirming it to Ananias. I'm confirming it to uh, Barnabas. I'm confirming it to uh, the disciples. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that's me. Yes, this is true. Yes, uh, I'm building that that confidence. And see, they didn't worry about are we getting it right? Are we getting it right? Are we getting it right? right. It was just we trust. We're going to get God's answer, and God works all sides of the deal to get mm -hmm. us the answer, and you can trust it. Yes. Uh, and you begin to realize, oh, okay, I see that now, and I get confirmation. So that, by the way, uh, with Saul, uh, the uh, fair, the Jews found out about him mm -hmm. converting. So they they are want to capture him, mm. um, and bring and so they they uh, actually lowered him out of a window in a basket, and mm -hmm. uh, Barnabas facilitates him getting out of Jerusalem, and they right. send him home to Tarsus, and say, "Go home." Uh, no, right now, there's nothing for you to do here, and you're in danger. Mm -hmm. You go home to Tarsus. Um, and don't even worry about, what, this isn't about witnessing, this isn't about anything. You go to Tarsus. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. And what he learned was, and God spoke to him, is what I want you to do, son, because you're such a student of the Old Testament, is walk through all the Old Testament now, verse by verse by mm -hmm. verse, and let me give you the new understanding of those verses mm. in relationship to Jesus Christ. And that's right. what he did. He did that for three years. Uh, and we'll see later uh, that he brought him back, by the way, through Barnabas, mm -hmm. uh, to say, okay, now you're ready to start giving it away, but I needed you to go deeper and get mm -hmm. solid understanding of truth 
my will for you right now is to go abide in the Old Testament for three years. Right. Okay. And his perspective and what he would bring to the table to teach others and disciple because of his, his past and the present experience combined with what God then revealed to him made him just incredible for the rest of us to learn from. Yeah. Yeah. And remember he told Ananias, he's going to take the message to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough. He never said that to Saul now. Mm. He just said, go home. Yeah. And getting the word. He never called him. Oh, by the way, this is what you're going to go do. As far as mm. Saul knew, he didn't know what was, what was going to be next other than, well, I need to spend this three years mm -hmm. really going deeper. Yeah, there'll be something coming. But what he told Ananias, he didn't tell Saul. We'll, we'll talk later. That's well, fascinating. How, yeah. Well, how did Saul get called then into his ministry? Mm -hmm. And see, and this is what's so cool is that uh, the gospel, the beautiful life of God, the abundant life of God is always now. Mm -hmm. Well, just enjoy it now. I'm going to give you this peace. I'm going to do this thing. My will for you is this. Don't get too far ahead of me. Right. Don't be asking me, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Why don't you just enjoy? You know, like I could say, go, go spend time. God could be speaking. Go spend time with your wife or your mm -hmm. husband or your kids. That's what I want you to do. With it. Like he said to you, hey, I want you to spend time with Anna this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, there'll be other things to do. Don't worry about it. But my, fo I want your focus. One of your focuses to be that. That's mm -hmm. my will for you. And by the way, go. Are you enjoying it? See, um, and that'll be the question. So it's a, it's a beautiful way of living if we have a heart to go, mm -hmm. uh, as we understand what it means to walk with God. So, uh, you know, we're out of time for this, and we'll pick it up again uh, next time. Uh, we have uh, a guest day tomorrow. Uh, which will be uh, Bernie and Daryl uh, from uh, Poitiers, Poitiers from uh, uh, Rhode Island. Uh, they're Rhode Islanders. They're Rhode Islanders. Yeah. They'll be uh, fun. And then uh, we'll have good, uh, good times. <laughs> we'll have end times <laughs> Friday uh, and going to be answering some interesting questions uh, about that coming up that have come up. So that'll be fun to do. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll pick this up again next Monday, next week uh, Perfect. In, in October. And uh, we'll uh, enjoy uh, going down the path of understanding deeper, but it's it sure is fun to, to you know get into the beauty of the word and see the even the example of it. So yeah, it absolutely is. Thanks so much for sharing with us, and thank you for joining us, everyone. If you are enjoying being encouraged and learning from these podcasts, please be a friend and tell a friend. Invite others to join us. Yep. Thanks yep. for tuning in. Yep, and we'll see you later. All right, have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.